direct from outer space. It's Mary Farfisa's Outer Space Radio Theater. It's time for Mary Farfisa. Yay! What song does a star sing when it's all by itself? What sound does a comet make when it's flying around? Did you know that the sun enjoys playing the drums? And did you know that the moon has a favorite tune? Well, you might think that outer space is a quiet place, but there's a melody. All that astronomy I roam through galaxies Looking for sounds that interest me There's too many to mention If I just pay attention Songs and sounds, music and noise Be as much fun as a box full of toys Songs and sounds, music and noise I'll catch them all with my lasso And bring them to you I'm Mary Farfisa Today's episode, The Stardust Storm Mary Farfisa and her space horse, Risco, are traveling through outer space, looking for songs and sounds and music and noise to share with everyone in the universe. Do you see them? Mary is that little girl in the big round space helmet and the sparkly white cowboy boots. Mary is sitting on Risco's back as his flaming hooves propel them through the stars. Mary holds tight to Briscoe's purple mane. Little comets shoot past them as they hurtle through the heavens, looking for new worlds to explore. Where are we, Briscoe? We're in a very remote section of the galaxy, Mary. Not many space travelers come through here. That's for sure. We haven't seen anyone since we passed that last nebula. But look up ahead. What is that? It's a flock of space geese, and they're flying right toward us. Wow, there's so many of them, and they're moving really fast. Look out, here they come. Hang on tight, Mary, we're right in the middle of them. Oh! Whoa, look out, whoa! Hey, hey, we're flying here. Oh, finally, they've flown past us. Phew, glad I have my helmet on. Those space geese looked scared. You're right. It was like they were trying to get away from something as fast as they could. Briscoe, look over there. Maybe that's what they were trying to get away from. Mary points in the direction that the flock of frightened space geese was fleeing from. There, 
In the darkness of outer space, a cloud of twinkling bright lights has appeared. As Mary and Briscoe watch, the strange cloud gets a little brighter and bigger. What is that, Briscoe? I'm not sure, Mary. I've never seen anything quite like it. Briscoe, someone's calling on my helmet radio. It's the chief listener. Answer it, Mary. He might have a new mission for us. Now, you kids listening at home might not know who the listeners are. Let me tell you a little about them. The listeners are a group of intergalactic super beings from the planet Timpani. The listeners are creating a library of all the sounds and songs and music and noise that have ever been made on any planet anywhere in the universe. Whether it's a symphony by the great Beatlebroxian composer Ludwig von Lederhosen, or those annoying whiny sounds your little brother makes when he doesn't get his way. The listeners want to have it in their collection. You might ask, why do they want to gather and keep all these sounds? The answer is, so that everyone, everywhere, can have a chance to hear them. It's like Mary Farfisa always says, Songs and sounds, music and noise Can be as much fun as a box full of toys Hi, Chief Listener! Mary Farfisa, this is the Chief Listener. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Of course I can hear you. I hear everything. I'm the chief listener. I have the finest ears in the universe. Sorry, chief listener. Eh? Chief listener, are you calling to give me a new assignment? Solitary confinement? Heavens no, child. I'm not in jail. Oh, um, that's good to know. Of course it won't snow. But Mary Farfisa, I'm calling to warn you that you're in great danger. I am? We are? Oh, yes. There's a stardust storm heading your way. And forecasters say it might be the biggest stardust storm in history. And according to our star charts, you're right in its path. Uh-oh! Stardust storms can be very dangerous if you're not in a safe place, Mary. That sparkly cloud in the distance, Mary. That must be the stardust storm. It must be. If we're in outer space when it gets here, we could get swept right along with it. We have to find a planet or a moon to land on quick. Never mind that. You have to find a planet or a moon to land on quick. Um, okay, Chief Listener. Chief Listener. Oh, his connection's broken. You can say that again. Everyone in outer space has heard about stardust storms, but they don't happen very often. Stardust storms happen when the solar winds grow wild and fierce and pick up all the shiny little bits of stardust blowing around space. The solar winds sweep the stardust into a great big glittery cloud. It's very pretty from far, far away, but from close up, Stardust storms are much too bright to look at without hurting your eyes. And 
If you get in the path of a stardust storm, it can sweep you right up and take you along with it. You might end up on the other side of the universe. Or you might be buried under tons and tons of stardust. And even if you manage to dig yourself out, you might be sparkling for years. We have to land somewhere, Briscoe. We're in a very lonely part of the galaxy, Mary. We won't have many choices. How about that funny-shaped little asteroid over there? We could look for a cave or a tunnel to hide in. Let me galacti-google it. Hmm, there it is. It's an asteroid called Fripplepop 7. A colony of space explorers settled there long ago, but they're all gone now. The surface of Fripplepop 7 is full of mountains and tunnels and trenches. We could probably find a place to hole up there. Let's try it! And let's hurry! So down they go, leaving deep space for the safety, we hope, of Fripplepop 7. Mary and Briscoe have landed on the surface of Fripplepop 7. The stardust storm is getting closer, Mary. Look how bright the sky is. Oh, it's pretty. Like a billion stars are lighting up. Yes, but soon it will be too bright to even look at. We need to find a place to take cover. Briscoe, you said that space travelers visited Fripplepop 7 long ago. Maybe we can find the spot where they stayed while they were here. If there's something left there, like some old space cabins, we can stay there during the stardust storm. That's a great idea, Mary. I can use my audio lasso to listen to the sounds of Fripplepop 7. My audio lasso can hear even the smallest sounds. Maybe the sounds will tell us where to look. Do you kids at home know about Mary's audio lasso? I don't. Well, Mary has a lasso just like the ones cowboys use at the rodeo or on a ranch. But Mary Farfisa's lasso isn't for catching cows. It's for catching sounds. So Mary twirls her lasso around and round over her head and listens to the sounds on the surface of Fripple Pop 7. Do you hear anything, Mary? I hear a donut forest over that way. How do you hear a donut forest? Do you listen for the sprinkles? Why, yes. And of course, sugar donuts like to sing. And donuts with cream fillings, well, they always bicker with the frosted ones. So a donut forest is never quiet. Well, a donut forest won't give us much shelter. However, we can stop there and stock up on donuts to eat during the storm. Okay, but we can't go in that other direction. There are plenty of caves that we could take cover in, but they're all full of saber-toothed shark frogs. The saber-toothed shark frogs of Fripplepop 7. They're always hungry. And do you know what Galacti Google says their favorite meal is? What? Little girls and space horses. Let's definitely not go there. But... Wait a Mickey Dot. Briscoe, I hear something else in the audio lasso. It's very faint, but it sounds like a very old spaceship. Is anyone inside it? 
anyone inside it, but some of its computer systems are still running. If we can find it and get inside, we'll be safe during the Stardust Storm. Let's go then. But let's stop for those donuts on the way. By the time Mary and Briscoe get to the mysterious spaceship, the wind has grown so strong that Briscoe can't fly anymore. The wind is so bad, it's hard to put one foot in front of the other. You're right, and I've got four of them. But eventually... Look, Mary, there's the abandoned spaceship. It looks like it's been sitting there for a very long time. It's almost sunk down into the surface of Ripple Pop 7. All its lights are out, Briscoe. It's kind of spooky looking. Yes, but we don't have much choice, Mary. The Stardust Storm is almost here. Okay. Briscoe, over here. One of these portals is half open. And it's open just enough for us to squeeze through it. It's very dark inside the spaceship. Briscoe finds a control console and starts pushing buttons. There, the lights are back on. Good job. It's not so spooky with the lights on. Let me call the chief listener and tell him we're safe. Chief listener? Can you hear me? Of course I can hear you. I'm the chief listener. I have the finest ears in the universe. I was just worried you couldn't hear me over all the static the Stardust Storm is causing, Chief Listener. Nonsense! I hear everything, no matter what the conditions. Chief Listener, Briscoe and I... What? I said Briscoe and... Disco? You've gone to a disco? Why have you gone dancing when there's a Stardust Storm approaching? You need to find shelter. We have found shelter. We're in an old spaceship. Why didn't you say so? <laughs> an old spaceship with a disco inside it. Why, yes, I suppose that will do. <laughs> Those star travelers in the old days, they just love to dance. Mary Farfisa, you just stay in that disco till the storm passes and dance your little heart out. Well, no, what I said was... You just put on some records, get that disco ball a-spinning, and that storm will be over before you know it. Um, okay, Chief Listener, we'll do that. Whoa, I love the nightlife, I like to boogie on the disco round, oh yeah. Oh, I love the nightlife, I love to boogie. There's too much stardust interference. I've lost him, Briscoe. Not sure you had him, Mary. Oh, well, we might be here a while. What can we do to pass the time? I know. We can tell jokes. Or not. Come on, Briscoe. I've got a million of them. Yeah, that's what I'm afraid of. I've got new jokes. The kids from Planet Flusterbluff told them to me. And these jokes are really, absolutely, truly, and unquestionably funny. I'll take your word for it. Briscoe, why did the star read a book? I have no idea. 
It wanted to get brighter. <sighs> Frisco, how do you know when the moons had enough to eat? Oh, I don't know how. It's full. Well, now that we've told jokes, what shall we do next? Frisco, what did the alien say to the cat? No idea. Take me to your litter. I may take my chances outside. How do you get a baby astronaut to go to sleep? I don't know. How? You rock it. Ha ha ha. Ha ha ha. Ha ha. Hey, who's that laughing with me? Someone who's easily amused? That was me. I'm which way? I'm the navigation system for this spaceship. Oh, pleased to meet you, which way? I'm Mary Farfisa, and this is Briscoe. How do you do? I do very well, thank you. Except I really don't do anything. There's nothing for a navigator to do on a spaceship that hasn't moved for centuries. I see. But where are the space travelers who brought you here long ago? They built a better spaceship while they were staying on Pop 7. When they left, they left in the new spaceship. They left this spaceship behind. And since I'm built into the spaceship, I got left behind with it. Oh no! You've been here all this time by yourself? Yes. Oh, that's awful! I've written a poem about it. Would you like to hear it? Of course! Ahem. If there's no one who wants to go anywhere, there's no one to tell how to get there. If no one wants directions, there's no need to make projections about how close or how far or how long it will take. If we'll be on time, or if we're running late. Which way we should go, or if we should wait. If there's no one to travel, there's no need to navigate. What a nice poem! Why, thank you. I've been working on it for 300 years. But which way? You must be very sad. All alone on Pop 7 for all that time? Is there anything we can do to cheer you up? Well, you, you could, could throw, throw me a space party. Okay. But, but you'd, you'd have, have to plan it. I'm definitely going to wait outside in the storm. Don't, Don't do that. that. If, if you're, you're looking, looking for something, something to do, why, why not go, go visit, visit with, with the others? Others? There are others here? Yes, they're, they're on, on the other side of the spaceship. spaceship. They, they arrived right, right around, around the same time, time you did. They're, they're taking, taking shelter, shelter here, here too. too. Everyone's, Everyone's afraid, afraid to get, get caught in the Stardust Storm. Oh, well, that's wonderful. Briscoe and I love meeting other space travelers. How do we get to the other end of the spaceship? Go through the airlock on your right. Walk 800 dippy ribbits down the long winding corridor. Take a left by the hydroponics generator. When you get to the big round room with the observation dome, you have arrived. 
If you leave now, your expected time of arrival is in 33 Mickey Dots and 4 Tippy Wickets. Hey, which way? You're navigating. I am, aren't I? How about that? I haven't lost my touch. Mary Farfisa and Briscoe follow Whichway's instructions. In exactly 33 Mickey Dots and four Tippy Wickets, they find the other space travelers. The first thing they see is that flock of frightened space geese, who are not so frightened anymore now that they found shelter. The space geese are perched in the rafters near the top of the dome. Then they notice a girl, a little older than Mary, sitting by a computer console. She's wearing a long, loose sweater, leggings, and a black beret. And she has two sleek, gray, pointed ears, just like a cat. She's strumming a rather unusual-looking guitar. Her guitar is unusual because it has two rocket engines attached to it. I'm Mary Farfisa, and this is Briscoe. What's your name? I'm Blase Kulkat, ma'am. Hi, Blase. That's a nice guitar. I've never seen a guitar with rocket boosters. Yeah, it's the coolest, ma'am. It takes me anywhere I want to go. You fly through space on your guitar? Absolutely. But... Not during a stardust storm. If I did that, I'd get blown away to Noversville. You dig? That's why I'm just chilling here till everything's copacetic. Where are you from, Blase? I'm from the moon, man. Which moon are you from? Which moon? Like the moon, man. Yes, but there's lots of moons in the universe. Oh, man. I know that. But my moon is the coolest moon. It's the moon. Like, those other moons, they're just like nowhere, man. So your moon doesn't have a name? It's too cool for a name, man. Kids, there was one other creature there seeking shelter from the storm. A huge, winged star dragon named Gentilina. Mary, look, a star dragon. Why, she's beautiful. Not a scary dragon at all. Her eyes are so kind, and she has soft feathers instead of scales. And she has three sets of big, fluffy wings. So pretty. I'm Gentilina from Serpentina. Hello, Gentilina. How are you? I'm fine, Mary. Thank you for asking. I'm so glad to have found this spaceship to stay in till the storm has passed, and to find good company here, too. But I have to admit, I'm worried about all the little star dragons on my home world, Serpentina. You see, I'm the oldest star dragon on Serpentina. I look after the younger dragons and their families of little dragons. I spend most of my time in the sky, high above them, because that's what older dragons like to do. But I'm always thinking of them 
and I do my best to keep them safe and happy and comfortable. If it gets too hot during the day, I cool the air by fanning my feathery wings. And if it gets too cold at night, I scoop up rays from the sleeping sun and carry them back down to Serpentina so the little dragons can stay warm and dry in their beds. Serpentina is a long way off, Gentilina. How did you end up here? Oh, my sister wasn't feeling well, and I went to bring her some tea and sympathy on the planet where she lives. I should have been able to fly right back to Serpentina, but now the stardust storm has started, and it's keeping me from getting back home. Don't worry, Gentilina. The younger dragons will look after their little ones till you get back. And they'll know how to look after each other because they learned from you. That's very sweet of you, Briscoe. I know. We should pass the time with some music. Blase, you must have lots of cool music on the moon. Oh, absolutely, man. Our music's way out. Can you teach us a song from the moon, Blase? Wow. Like, yeah. But you have to help me out with it. I need some audience participation. You dig? We dig. All right. If you think you're cool enough, you all have to do your part. How about all you kids listening at home? Are you ready to help Blase Cool Cat make some intergalactic beatnik space rap? Okay, little hepcats. It goes like this. First, you have to snap your fingers. Count me out. I don't have fingers. Okay, like everybody with fingers. Snap your fingers. Like this. See? Give me a rhythm. Keep it going. You say, on the moon. On the moon. That's it, keep going. Everybody. On the moon. We do as we please. On the moon. Pizza's made with green cheese. On the moon. We don't go to bed. On the moon. We wear our pants on our head. On the moon. A day is 20 years long. On the moon. Those clocks are always wrong. On the moon. We're all folk singers. On the moon. We like to snap our fingers. On the moon. I drink espresso. On the moon. My room is always a mess On the moon. Blase just told us about it. On the moon. If it had a name, we'd shout it. On the moon. But it doesn't have a name. On the moon. It doesn't need a name. It's just the moon. It's just too cool for a name. It's, it's just, just the moon. moon. It's, it's just, just the moon. moon. That was cool. You cats are cool too. And so are all of you kids listening at home. Dear, listen to that. 
the stardust storm is here. It's terribly loud and angry sounding. And kids, no matter how cool Mary and Brisco and Blase Cool Cat are, and no matter how cool anybody is, everyone gets scared sometimes. When Mary and Brisco and Blase and all those space geese up in the rafters heard all that noise and felt how the storm shook and rattled the big abandoned spaceship, they all got scared. Gentilina the Star Dragon noticed how scared the others were getting. So she decided to do what she does when the little star dragons on Serpentina get scared. She decided to sing them a lullaby. I have an idea, everyone. Would you like to hear a song I sing to the little star dragons on Serpentina? We'd love to hear it, Gentilina. Yes, yeah, please. man. This is a lullaby that's known on many planets all over the universe. I think it might help us to not be frightened by the storm. Sleep, my child, let peace attend thee all through the night. Guardian angels, God will send thee all Watching ever round ye all through the night in thy slumbers close around thee all through the night. Soft the drowsy hours are creeping hill and vale in slumber sleeping. I, my loved one, watch and keep him all through the night. Well, kids, Gentilina's lullaby had the same effect on Mary, Briscoe, Blase, and all those space geese that it has on her little star dragons on Serpentina. They all drifted off to sleep. Even though the stardust storm had grown very loud and windy and frightening outside. In the morning, when everyone awoke, the stardust storm had passed, and everything was copacetic again, as Blase Cool Cat would say. Which way offered Blase and Gentilina a ride back to their home worlds? The spaceship she navigated could still fly. And which way didn't feel like staying on Fripplepop 7 anymore? I think helping everyone get through the Stardust Storm had recharged her interest in the rest of the universe. Mary Farfisa and Briscoe spent the next few days in orbit around Fripplepop 7, rounding up all the sounds that the Stardust Storm had made 
before those sounds floated into space and disappeared. Mary caught all sorts of rare and exciting stardust storm noises. Then they flew off to bring those sounds to the listeners to put in their collection. The chief listener would be especially pleased. Because he can enjoy those sounds with the finest ears in the universe. You've been listening to The Stardust Storm, today's episode of Mary Farfisa's Outer Space Radio Theater, written and produced by Jim Sheff. Starring Kara Albach as Mary Farfisa, Nancy Andrews as Gentilina the Star Dragon, Leslie Baker as the Chief Listener and Witchway, Jim Sheff as Briscoe, Bill Culbertson as the narrator, and Katie King as Blase Cool Cat. Mary Farfisa and today's Mary Farfisa's Outer Space Radio Theater Adventure are copyright 2017 by Jim Sheff, all rights reserved. Theme song by Kara Albach. Background music by Jim Sheff. <laughs>